stones giving water. Science assumes that there is theoretical knowledge and experimental knowledge. But the hard sciences are about experiment and strictly practical verification. This has led us to discover laws in inanimate matter, in biology, but it is not yet fully supported when we move on to people and our interactions. If everything is experience, where does a person obtain certain qualities that were never present in his ancestors? If these qualities were potential, what was the mechanism that triggered them and what experimental chain of cause and consequence activated it? As an example, where did someone like Mozart get the musical experience that placed someone with five years of experience in this world above musicians with several more decades of experience? If it was a potential that his ancestors bequeathed to him, what activated it? There are probably no better people than others, no special ones, just, in a way, more experienced. But the range of what we can detect from experience is limited in time and in the range of our senses. Therefore our judgments, and consequently our perception of things, are far from definitive. That said, where is our individual and collective experience taking us? It seems to lead us, through all kinds of mechanisms, subjecting us to all kinds of experiences, to question not only activities, values, but our judgments and just the way we perceive everyone. At this moment it is already very clear that all the frantic activity that involves advertising and propaganda and reaches activities such as streaming, electronic networks, advertising or entertainment and more, that revolves around having a certain outstanding image, or being better before the others, and if you do not succeed, at least be accepted as worthy of receiving something, at least a minimum of respect, in the end it is for absolutely each and everyone an unsatisfactory and depressing exercise. All the external signs of recognition and the effort to have a good image are ultimately unsatisfactory because each one considers himself the highest point and the others as below himself. Each one only temporarily renounces that vision to others through manipulation, under threat of punishment, physical or psychological, or if they give him something he wants in return. Nobody listens unless they feel like they can get something, nobody wants to be hurt either, we interpret being listened to as others doing exactly what I say, without thinking that we could be wrong or damaging everything we see. Like rocks, seeking only to preserve its shape without influencing or being influenced by what surrounds it. But the rocks give in to the pressure. How much pressure is required depends on the material. Part of the pressure is that our attitude has been stripped by the networks and all the means of communication that we develop. That was the point and there is no need to further develop something that served its function of revelation, at least not in its current forms. The question is what's next? And that has to do with what we develop within ourselves. We seem to be approaching a turning point, if we want to survive with a certain dignity, it is necessary for everyone to benefit from what each one wants, thinks, and does. On the other hand, in the state we are in, no one can benefit others if in reality, beyond evasions, self-deception and formalities, or simple inability to become aware of it, each one desires a certain satisfaction and pleasure only for himself and at the expense of the shortcomings of others. It is a point at which almost no one can think anything of benefit because he does not know what is beneficial for others, and consequently not for himself. And if we go strictly to experience, we already have before us the assumption that the well-being of the whole society and the well-being of each individual are not only not against each other, not only the two have priority and importance. It doesn't even make sense to evaluate them that way, because they are one and the same. But we have a need to feel it, as we feel physical and psychological blows, which we consider totally real allegorically we could say as if a stone were flowing with water. We are faced with the possibility of having to accept a vision contrary to the one we have, everything that surrounds us is in a higher state than we are, we cannot modify it, defeat it, or judge it as below, actually we only harm ourselves and we don't realize why. Like someone hitting a wall and counting the blows with which he wins. 
The more frustrated you get and the harder you hit, the more you hurt yourself. How to go from seeing and feeling that wall of rocks, to feeling the shadow of a tree from which you can get fruit and shade, and then of an animal that has independent movements, etc. The same process by which an inert substrate receives water, produces trees and later animals emerge, etc. but on a more transcendent level. That of our thoughts, feelings and desires. Until our experiences lead us to another attitude, in the face of doubt and, above all, in the face of the possibility of harming others, it is better to sit down and do nothing. Reflect, the experience of the first confinements was as if everything that surrounds us was telling us very clearly and calmly, I take care of regenerating everything if you sit down and do nothing, how much do you charge me for not be great, for not being important, for not being indispensable, for sitting down, shutting up, listening, for doing nothing? However, not only did we not listen, but when they gave us a break we went out to do what we had not been able to do and recover what we lost. With the consequences that we are seeing. It should not be surprising if the next blow, more pressure, feels stronger, more precise and directed. There is a stone to be crushed.